Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. So on this episode of the Swirl Suite, we have a very special guest. She is a local chef and her name is Sabrina Ransom. And you can find her on Instagram at my fork in a road so we don't talk about wine much today but we talk about food family and starting a business so she has a really interesting story we hope you enjoy it you can also catch the live version unedited on youtube and um, i think it's a fun watch enjoy cheers Uh, hey, Sabrina, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Um, my name's Sabrina Ransom. I used to be a full-time chef. I went up to a director of food and beverage, loved doing that, then decided to stay home with my children. And now I make small batch uh, spices and sauces and sell them. Ooh. Let's talk about these spices. Um, I have, a, yeah, I have about eight of them. The most popular ones are, I make one called beans and greens, uh, French mustard herb, all-purpose seasoning, and um, I call it umami mushroom, but it's like a black spice. Everything in it is black. So I think I'm going to change the name of it. To everything black? Um, all black everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. I'm here for that. Um, and those are the most popular. The most, most popular is I make a hot honey lemon pepper hot sauce and a lit Ooh. lemon pepper sauce. So let's back up. Like, how did you know that, um, like, how did you become a full-time chef? How did you know you wanted a career in food? So like most 18 year olds, I had really no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I used to love commercials. I don't like TV, but I used to love commercials. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to school for marketing. Um, got into school and just kind of hated it. Like just played, not necessarily played. I made good grades, but I just hated it. So one day um, my grandmother taught me how to cook and I just always enjoyed cooking. And so one day I was trying to figure out how to make lobster bisque which I felt was a really, really hard recipe at first. So I'm trying to make the fish fumet and then I'm trying to make the bisque. And my grandma, I was at my grandmother's house at the time and she was like, don't you have something you should be doing? Something else. And I was like, yeah, I got a project, but I'll get to it. And so she said, well, baby, that thing that you procrastinate with is probably what you should be doing. And Mm, very wise words. I went to, mm-hmm. well, cause she said you're doing it for free. Like this, this thing that you went to school for is supposed to pay you. So you're supposed to be more motivated to do that. But you're over here doing this for free. Like nobody asked you to, nobody told you to like, and it's hard, which at the time for my skill set, it was hard. Um, so you should do that. And I really kept thinking about it. And I quit school and went to um, culinary school the next semester. And <laughs> Loved it. That's how we got here. The rest that was wonderful. history. <laughs> a story like that. When people just change it up, like, Mm-mm, I ain't like that. I'm going to do that. I just, I mean, because you're yeah. getting these student loans and 
I couldn't see the, I couldn't see the future. I couldn't see like what are you gonna do with this? Like some people just know. And I just was in those classes like what am I gonna do with this? Nothing. Or I just I don't know, I just didn't see me in it. But I went to culinary. Because that one where you're supposed to be, girl. Yeah, I went to culinary school and excelled. Because culinary school teaches you, it gives you a name for a lot of stuff you already know. Like when I went to school and people were learning how to make a roux. And I was like, oh, we making gravy. <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, no, this is a roux. And I was like, <laughs> You're like right. my grandmama called it gravy. That's okay. gravy. Like that's that's how you make gravy. And it was like, and so it's like all of these things that you can put a name to now, like all of these techniques that you already have that you can now put a name to. So, yeah. So I went to a culinary school and excelled. Like I mean, I did really well. So I was very excited to feel confident. Like you know, find a space where you're good at something. Did you, when you were in culinary school, were there habits that you had picked up because you just enjoy cooking that contradicted what they taught you to do? Or did it, it just- Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I make hollandaise sauce wrong, but mine never break. And they would be like, how you teach a hollandaise sauce not to break? Cause I do it like this. The way they teach you is it's not stable. So I make it like this. Or like when I cook rice, most of the time they do a steaming method for rice, you know, a two to one ratio, uh, one cup of rice, two cups of water, let it boil, cut it off, let it steam. Well, I learned how to cook rice with a free boiling method. So we, I would boil it, rinse it, boil it again, and pour the water off. And they was like, that's not how you make rice. I was like, mm -hmm. but is my rice the same as your rice? And they would be like, well, yeah, it's actually better. I know. <laughs> And you just be like, and voila. But then nobody could do it the way I did it. And they would be pissed because. Girl, because you black and it's mad. People would fail culinary school every semester over rice and gravy. Every single semester. And I mean, it would be in there sweating. And I'm just like, you just got to do it like this. Like, you know, I would just try to show them. And they was like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how you know how to do that. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. Because to me, it's simple. Rice and gravy, though? I mean, I would, but that's not my skill set. Like, I know I'm not going to be. People would. But rice, so the method for rice and the method for gravy are such foundational pieces. The method for gravy is everywhere. Right. When you go to make your cheese sauces, when you go to make your, so when you can't make a roux, you can't make none of the mother sauces. You can't make nothing. Honey, really, when you can't get the ratio of flour and fat and, you know, you can't do none of that. And then with rice, there's, it's just like the, the steaming technique. Like, if you can't get it, you, it's a lot of stuff you're not going to be able to, you take that same method and apply it to a lot of things. And if you don't get it in the rice, you're not going to get it anywhere else. And so that cripples a lot of people. And you find a lot of people who will go over to baking because of, they can't do savory cooking. I'm not a baker ever in life. That's interesting because I would thought it would be the reverse. Like I'm not a baker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
saying. So baking is for type A. Per- well, I'm type A in a way, but like for the most part, I am type A. But in the kitchen, I'm a freestyler. I I cook by my taste. Food is organic um, and not absolute. So the strawberries that you get today may not be the strawberries you get tomorrow. You might have to add a little bit more sugar. You might add a little lemon juice. Like you just have to know how food interacts with each other. And that allows me f- more freedom in the kitchen. Whereas some people who need rules, they become bakers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely- okay. Yeah. So they yeah. yeah, that makes perfect to sense. know that two cups of flour to, you know, one cup of butter, like it has to absolutely be just this mm. way. There can be no other variation of it. That's their safety net. And so baking becomes, in a way, baking is easier. Hmm. But it's not me. Because when I get in there and I'm like, you said one teaspoon of salt. <laughs> Three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I done messed that thing all the way up. So, <laughs> so, so Sabrina failed to mention that she used to have a baby. Oh, I did. So I try to, I try not to be winded, like long winded because I can be. Girl, why? If you don't get your accolades out, uh-uh. Exactly. Small mm-hmm. like that in I did. So before I met my husband, if you got to talk for five minutes to list everything you did, talk, take up all the space. So before getting married and moving here back home, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I had uh natural baby food line it was just interesting because i hadn't had i have an older daughter and then i got married and had two smaller kids so at the time that i made that my daughter was 11 so i didn't have no babies it just hmm. i don't know it was something i had prayed about and it was called so baby and we did i mean great uh flavor combinations it was doing really really well at home and then I got married and I moved here and uh it was just a little bit harder to start it here than to start everything back up because back home I was so ingrained in the um culinary life there so I knew people like you know have been a director of food and beverage for Hilton so you make a lot of contacts um with vendors and stuff so I could just move like you know in that circle very easily Whereas here was a little bit harder. And then I had my son and had postpartum depression for a while. And uh, I started blogging. It was just kind of like my way, my outlet. And that's how we got to, that's sort of how we got to where we are now. There are more steps to how we got exactly here. But the blog was the beginning. So yeah, I did have a baby food line and and I still to this day have a lot of moms that are just like, you ain't got like a little ebook you could put together for us and just sell that. Like, you're not going to make it again. And I was like, Mm-mm. I think the time has passed. Even And I, I have a son that has autism and he struggles with um, some of his eating. So even early intervention has asked me to write like a baby food book that they can pass out to some of the people mm, wow. get him to eat a lot of things that um people you know that a lot of people struggle with getting their children to eat so I would make these muffins that had zucchini and carrot and spinach in it but it was kind of like a carrot cake muffin so my son didn't care because it tasted like kind of like carrot cake and how we would make oatmeal with chia seeds and apples and spinach puree and 
just to try to get all of those nutrients because my son is now even now on a soft diet he'll only really eat soft food mm. so mm. if I put spinach and eggs or but you got a puree almost where they can't see it you know so like all of those different ways I was able to get him to eat and I always say I started so baby because the Lord knew he was gonna give me a baby with feeding problems because everything that I had already done for them I ended up doing for my own son so it was a little blessing in disguise so you wouldn't even do the books if you just had a ghostwriter and you just talk like I ain't got no time to write no books you can follow me around and take notes and then write your book and get right. yeah. me talking into a voice just recorder. yeah I, uh, Monday 12 59 p.m all right so I have all the recipes it would literally just job. be putting it in something and mm-hmm. you know but it's just always so the way this business started I don't ever have like I'm always a step behind <laughs> so I'm like always trying to play catch up with what I'm doing now so it just feels like another thing on the plate but I have had several moms to just be like Sabrina please and I'm like oh girl I'm gonna think about it so I might just actually get you some quick um quick money when you already got her go ahead make you some money right fast I know I know (laughs) Get you some Black History Month money, girl. Go ahead. It's on my list to do, and you can pay like Fiverr. Yeah, you can pay. Yeah, just you can pay somebody on Fiverr to do anything. Right. So that's really what it boils down to. Like as long as, like, let's say, as long as I probably sell ten of them, that'll recoup the cost of probably what it took. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna think about it. It's on my list of things to do. Well, we think you should do it. (laughs) We decided right. And you know, we go for it because you know you just met us, and yes, what we say right. is important to you. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that Sabrina does is she does meal plans every week. Oh, She'll I, write meal plans, and you can follow it. And she even put like the groceries I did. and stuff. You want to tell me? You want me to tell you what I don't do? That meal plan. So I did it. Mm-hmm. So that's how another way. That's why I say there's so many steps to how we got to where we are right now. Um, I had a friend who was like, girl, I need your help. I need, like, I got to feed my family. I don't, she's a, like a business woman. She works for Chase, I think Chase Bank. And she was like, girl, by the time I get home, I'm ordering out. And my husband's like, we spend way too much money ordering out. Like, how can we do this? So I was like, okay, girl, I got you. And I wrote up the grocery list, the recipes, how you can take um, almost like a way that she could take her dinner and days that she could make lunch. And then like maybe on Friday, this is the day that you eat out because you repurpose your food in these ways. Um, how you can have pre-made things in the refrigerator, like always buy your rotisserie chicken because you can throw it on a salad. You can put it in a wrap. You can, you know, and it's easier if you have some things already ready. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote it all up and typed it up and sent her to it, she was so amazed. And she was like, hey, I thought you were just going to send me a list of recipes like I didn't think you were gonna go into this type of detail she was like you need to put this on your blog because women need this and I was like girl oh you think so for real and we did I put it up there and I did I had a lot of women be like oh my god what are you doing like what's next week what are we gonna do and for like a year I did that straight. And then as the spices and sauces took off, I couldn't keep up with it. So what I did was do 36 weeks, which is a school year. 
and called it what's for dinner and so I did 36 weeks of um 36 weeks of meal plans grocery lists recipe links everything and put it all in the ebook and so now it's available for you to just have and I don't necessarily do them every week anymore but I did Farida is there anything else that we should know Right. Any more things that we're not exactly. doing with our lives anymore? I'm telling you, I um I actually met Sabrina when we were in Cancun at a retreat at my Leaks retreat. And um she was wait, how many months pregnant were you at the time? You don't want to say the people did. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. We weren't on a boat. We were on a boat. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. We were on a boat. And you know. She jumped off the boat, like to swim. Like we had the opportunity. We were on like a little boat ride or whatever. And we had an opportunity to jump off the boat into the water. It wasn't, it wasn't like it was super far, but it wasn't close either. And like people were looking around, like, you about to jump? You about to jump? What you about to do? You want me to hold your purse? Where your phone at? And we try to figure out if we're gonna do it or not. Next thing you know, I saw, I said, is she pregnant and jumped off the boat? God damn it. Now I have to jump off the boat. There's no excuse. You can swim. Jump off the boat. Literally. But. So you can't fly after 32 weeks? 36 weeks? I don't know. Whatever it was, I was at the limit. I was eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> definitely at the limit, G. <laughs> was definitely at the limit. But you was like, oh, the my retreat. Well, see, my leak retreat was the very first retreat I got accepted and got pregnant. And my baby was due in January and the retreat was in January. So it was like, no way I was going to be able to go. And I ended up having a C-section with that son. And I definitely wasn't going to get on nobody's, you know, boat. Because it was, I had my son January 9th and I think the retreat was like January 20 something. I was still laid out on somebody's bed at that time. So when I got accepted again, I was like, come hell or high water. I don't care what's going on. And got pregnant again. Pregnant again. How does this keep happening? <laughs> I don't care what's going on. I don't care if I got to take my new baby with me. Like, I'm not, not, not like, I'm not going to not go again. So I went and I remember, I didn't tell my doctor. And I went, when I came back, I told her and she was like, do you know how many tests I got to give you because of Zika? And I was like, but I wore long sleeves. And she was like, <laughs> but I protected myself. I was like, look, I had to go. She was like, what is this retreat? So she's white lady and she's just very like, she was like, oh girl, this look right. This look nice. Like, she said, I'll probably have to go to that too. <laughs> she's like, I ain't mad no more. When I told her pictures and stuff, she's like, and you look amazing. Like, you don't look like you just had it. Like you're having a baby. And so, yeah, I did. I hope we get to go again because I was out by like 9.30. Baby, I was falling asleep in the chair. So I didn't really get to do a lot of things that everybody else got to do. And I didn't really get to mingle the way people did. But, and it's crazy because I didn't mm -hmm. meet Sarita until the last day. I mean, until we were, um, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't meet you at the retreat. Like, I, I think I saw you. Uh, we we talked we talked. I mean, it was so much yeah. going on. It didn't feel like a lot of people, but right. it was a lot of us. So I think we talked. Like, I mean, because you were so pregnant, I like a few times. I was like, "Are you yeah, okay? You need something?" And yeah, yeah. Like, you want me to put your feet up? Listen, maybe yeah. get you something to elevate like, your girl, feet. You but other than that, we didn't have full conversations until 
that little group chat started and all the people from here started right, to gather. Yeah. And, um, yeah. but it was just, I mean, it was an amazing experience and I wasn't going to miss it. So you talked about the products you offer and all of that. So like, what's next for you? I'm trying to think of a brand to compare you to, but I don't really know. Don't nobody do yeah, all the yeah, stuff that you do. Well, so first this started, since y'all you know, want to know, this started just with all the things that I was doing, I thought I would move into the like food blogger influencer lane. I felt like maybe that was the easiest thing. I had never intended to have products. I was just kind of like doing my meal plans, doing my blog. Like this is easy to maintain. I have the boys. Cause at this point I have a one and a two year old. So I'm just like, this is something I can manage. So last Juneteenth, uh, COVID was going on, but there were, we were kind of like fed up. And it was like a family that quarantined the way we did. And we was like, okay, we feel comfortable if we just do a small, like uh, our family get together with your family for Juneteenth because we wanted to um, do it. And we were going to be outside barbecuing, you know. So we felt that that was a good thing. She cooks kind of like I do. So I was like, you make half the food, I'll make half the food and bring it. And it'll be okay. So this is my first time ever really celebrating Juneteenth, like barbecue style. I've celebrated it, you know, in knowledge, but not, you know, celebrated like, mm-hmm. like 4th of July. So we got shirts made and I was, I walked in the grocery store and they had black cherries on sale. I mean, literally like Harris Teeter right in front of the, like, as soon as you walk in the door, she's like, oh, I'm going to make a black ass black cherry sauce. That's going to be perfect for, um, for it for this event so I go home and I've had a cherry sauce before to backtrack a little bit what I was best at in culinary school was sauces so that was my thing um and I made the black cherry sauce but I just made it off of what I remembered and what I thought it should taste like and I took it to the barbecue and I had it in this big like almost like a mixer like a blender bottle mm-hmm. it was just a big blender bottle and um but that was the biggest thing I had that wasn't like a Kool-Aid jug you know so I took it <laughs> and she was like this is so it was black like it was like dark cherry I mean like that black cherry look and she was like what is this this is so like this looks so good it almost looks like chocolate and I was like oh it's a black cherry sauce and so she got a spoon and you know dipped it in there and she was eating it not with the same spoon, but she poured some out after that. And she was like, just eating it with a spoon. And when it got everybody and was like, hey, y'all got to taste this. And so then they were eating it with a spoon. And I was like, come on now, y'all doing too much. What were y'all on? Yeah, like, just wait for the ribs. So we're going to put it on the ribs. And and they was like, girl, this is so good. Her neighbors stopped by. And she was like, come try this. And they were like, can we buy it? And I was like, wait a minute now like it ain't all that like calm down it ain't that good calm down (laughs) so I tried to take it when we got ready to go and they was like oh no you can't take this like we're going to keep this like do we need to pay you for it so me and my husband were talking about he was like no it's really good it's like it's probably one of the better things you've ever made and I was like okay and we made it I mean so like I was just my wheels were spinning and I went home and I was like man I just it's Juneteenth I just really want to make something that is significant for Juneteenth. So I went home and I made a peach barbecue sauce and I made a watermelon 
barbecue sauce because what is blacker than watermelon? And we have actually there been talking about why watermelon was so negative. Like why, like I have family that was like, you're not going to see me out in public, you know, watermelon, you know, because it has such negative a negative connotation. connotation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were talking yeah. about, I was like, how do you flip that? Like, how do you make it something? So anyway, my husband was like, first off, you, that don't even sound good. I'm not even finna lie to you. Like, I don't want watermelon barbecue sauce. But I stayed up all night and I made it. So he came down late, maybe like one or two in the morning. He was like, you still love this house smell like a like a grill. Like, what are you doing? And he tasted it. And he was like, Sabrina, this is the blackest shit I have ever had. In my <laughs> <laughs> he was like, but it's it's not what I thought. Like when you said watermelon, he was like, I do taste it, but I didn't, that's not what I thought at all. And he was like, man, this is so good. So we took the we took some samples and I sent them to about eight or nine people and I was like guys like I made this and I think it's great but I want to know what you think we and everybody loved it everybody was like oh my god this is really good I sent it to my sister and she took it to work she works at a school and they tasted it or sampled it or whatever whatever and so she called me and she was like so hey what are you gonna do with this sauce and I was like I don't know I'm probably just gonna keep perfecting it and maybe at this time it's July 1st like the beginning of July I said I'm probably gonna wait until like Labor Day you know maybe and then perfect it keep playing with it and make it whatever she was like Labor Day like, girl, anybody got time for that? She gets on Facebook and says, hey, y'all, y'all know my sister. She cooks real well. She's selling this sauce. $25 for three, $5 shipping. And it was like 100, maybe 120, 140 orders. Like, it was so many. Wow. I was like, hey, y'all, keep taking these orders. She didn't told these people $5 shipping, and it was $15 to ship. Ooh. But, like... Those were the first costly mistakes. And I mean, I would stop it and then I would open, I would get everybody's order out by Friday and open it back up on Sunday and it would sell out again. And it did that for like six weeks straight. And I was like, hey, y'all, I got to stop. Cause I was like exhausted, like trying to, cause I didn't have nothing. I didn't have no name. I didn't have no label. I didn't have no jars. I didn't have. You just put them in like old soup cans. When, like I, old- when I was getting them to, when I sent them out to the front, my friends, they were in the little cute mason jars. They uh, weren't, you know. Okay. But yeah. you know, you're trying to buy, so imagine 300 mason jars. So then I got to get, mm-hmm. like, I got to get. Now you got to get on AliExpress and get 300 for like fast. Right. So jars. then I got to get into my food and beverage director mode. Like I got to go and find contacts, vendors for, you know, jars or but then you're dealing with COVID and shipping and like things are just so much dip, like, oof. so yeah. it's, it's been like that. We're now in a place where things are more steady, but it was like drinking from a fire hose at first. Mm-hmm. Like it was just overwhelming trying to keep up with everything. And I'm looking, saying, I said all that to let you know where we came from. And right now, my goal would be to eventually be in stores. Like, that's the thing that I want more than anything that is accessible to people. Because it's a little bit expensive now. Um, More expensive than what you would see in a store. But still comparable to what is sold e-commerce. But shipping is just so expensive. So I would just love that it would be available. 
where people can just walk up and buy it. So we're looking forward to some markets, some farmers markets and stuff this year and um, some retail spaces. That's amazing. Do you think you would have ever jumped out and done it if your sister hadn't just put you out there? Like she pushed you off the boat. Yeah. Do you think you would have always been like, let me dip a toe in? Okay, let me dip two toes in. Ah, let me just wait. It would have absolutely been like that because I can be like a perfectionist. Like in everything that I've done, I've wanted it to be. There's something about the level of content that you consume versus what you can produce. So I will see all of these amazing things and want to produce on that same level, but it takes time to get, you know, to a certain place. And it would always push me to not put it out there because it's not perfect because it's not, you know, I didn't have the right label. I didn't have the right, whatever. Um, so no, I wouldn't have, or it would have took another six months. And then here we are six months later where, um, right. and you got made like right. 5,000 sales. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, done I mean really well and every month I'm like oh it's not gonna be you know what it was month before more so Mm -hmm. we have uh definitely upgraded packaging I'm on my way to upgrade to better packaging I didn't get to show it um but like this is the that is so cute yeah this is the wet lemon pepper and this is the hot um Mm. honey lemon pepper and so I'm getting ready to like the beans and greens is in this package but I'm getting ready to go to bottles as well so something Mm. that looks better in a storefront so after you um did really well with the sauces then you started doing the seasoning yeah so the um, sauces the thing about the watermelon it's really only good in the summer because even if I try to get a watermelon syrup it just didn't taste the same and so um Again, having been a director of food and beverage, I want to use all the items that I have. So the spices came from, these were the same spices I was putting in the sauces. Mm-hmm. So this was another mm-hmm. way to reuse them. So my experience with sauces, I was just able to, I don't know if I would have ever thought this would happen for me, but like some of the spices I put together, I would be like, where did that come from? Like, how did you even know? Mm-hmm. It's like, even with the beans and greens, my mom was like, how did you make this? And I was just like, I just thought of everything I would put in my beans to make them taste good and did that with the spices. And she was like, wow, like, this is so good. You know, like she used it on everything. And the French mustard herb, I always know that mustard is a, a very classical cooking um, element that a lot of people don't know. Um, Mexican cooking, French cooking, people marinate a lot of stuff in mustard, but it's not used in our regular, like most people aren't going to use that in their regular kitchen. So I created a herb blend and mustard, ground mustard, and some other things. And it's one of the most popular uh, sellers too. And the all purpose seasoning is my favorite because I use it on everything. And yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry how everything <laughs> turned out because um, it's literally everything I use for the sauces. So I just repurpose everything in different ways. There are a few extra things I buy, but for the most part, the main ingredients all work well together. And that's how we got there. And the spices are, you know, 
outdid the sauces until we got to the hot honey lemon mm-hmm. pepper. Now, the way I got to this one, I made a sandwich. I'm from Alabama, Birmingham, and we used to ha- we have these hot honey, hot lemon pepper wings. They don't have them here. So I used to make them at home because we wanted them. And I had another friend that was like, girl, you need to put this in a bottle. Like, whenever I come over and you make this sandwich, it is so good. You should put it in a bottle. And I was like, huh. But the more you succeed in something, the more confident you become. I was like, I can't put it in a bottle. Let me put it in a bottle. And I did. And it sold. The wet lemon pepper as well. Whenever we would make wings at home, um, I want my lemon, like, down to the bone. Like, I don't want just a little dust of lemon pepper dry season. I want my, so mm-hmm. whenever we used to make them, I used to take butter and garlic and lemon pepper and mix it and create like a wet seasoning and toss them in. Mm-hmm. And it was always really, really good. And mm-hmm. so I did that. And so I've even taken that seasoning. I mean, that sauce and used it. The other day I used it in pasta, like an angel hair pasta and tossed it really, really good. You can put it on fish. You can put it on um, chicken. I did a whole spatchcock chicken. And pour it on top of there, and it does really well. And it's just like you don't even have to do a lot of other seasoning. Exactly. Exactly. You're finna be in some restore. Finna bear with it. This finna be in Sarita's stories. But yeah, so it, I mean, you it's have great. recipe suggestions with it yeah. on, on your website, so people know like how to use it. Yeah, so there are some um, recipes that have it listed of how I use the spices, how I use the sauces. Um, definitely on my website, a lot of, I mean, on my Instagram, I'll tag a lot of the spices and different things. So I'm getting better with writing recipes. That is also my goal for 2021. I don't write recipes. Um, I don't use them. So like, that has always been my drawback where people are like, how did you make it? I'm like, girl, I just... Do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then that's it. That's mm-hmm. work for people. So now I am taking the time to really sit down, write down what I did, and just write it. It doesn't have to be so technical, but literally just write what you did. And that's enough for a lot of people. Ingredients and then the steps. And so that's what we're doing now. But yeah, it does have a lot of the um recipes that I mean a lot of the different ways I use the sauces. Sarita, you were saying you had a couple of the sauces. You had Oh, I no, I don't have the sauces. I have two of her seasonings, and they oh, are. So, which ones do you have? Okay, um, what are your seasonings? The I got the two everyday ones. So I have, uh, one is the the Cajun and yeah, the everyday like one. The everyday one is a whole, it's called Hold It Down, and yeah, the, the spicy Cajun is what she had. Yeah, they are very very good, especially when it's grill yeah. time. They're excellent mm-hmm. on the grill. Yeah, I don't have mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, the next part of our show, we just have like five or six random questions that everybody can answer. And you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. The first one is, what is your food pet peeve? So when people put shrimp in dishes with the tail on and I have to use a fork, I get so angry. <laughs> Like, because I now got to either dig in my plate to get the tail off or dig in my mouth, you know, to, and I'm just like, why you just don't take the tail off? Yeah. Well, people do that with gumbo. Oh, it make me so mad. Oh, it make me so mad. Yeah. I 
Oh man, baby, just take yeah. this tail off. Now, if you're gonna put, you know, like presentation wise, you put two, three big ones, and they're standing up, and that, and that's fine because you can just pick that up and eat it and go about your business. But if it's deep in this sauce, and now I gotta. With COVID, you just rethink a lot of things now. Like, don't be putting your hand in your mouth. Yes. Wow. If it's supposed to be on a fork. Or, and this was something I learned from cooking culinary school. If something is supposed to be on a spoon, it's supposed to be the size of a spoon. Like, don't come at me with these big, chunky pieces of something. And you give me a spoon <laughs> to eat it. Like, it's supposed to be chop nice and small so mm. that it all fits on the spoon that's my pay <laughs> those are very good mine is people who put tomatoes and in, in gumbo that just drives me crazy oh right, like, so, so you don't like that kind of gumbo you don't the, with the red sauce i've had them both i don't mind them either way Tomatoes uh, never are supposed to be in gumbo. Really good. Uh, Sabrina, she from. I know. I have a lot of friends that are from New Orleans, and they be like, first off, that's a stew." Now, (laughs) thank you, Sabrina. That was the way I had it until somebody gave me something different. Now, if I make seafood gumbo, I don't put tomato in it. But if it's chicken and sausage, sausage. tomato Mm -hmm. in it. Fire. I saw somebody put corn in there. I was like, okay, this oh, is no nah, longer. Nah, nah. I saw it on Facebook. Somebody was doing a demo. Thought they were doing like a, like a like, ear of mm-hmm. corn. Like they, oh, they, they, um, corn. yeah, and put it in there. I was like, no, that is truly yeah. a stew. Like you are not having gumbo anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do try to keep it mm-hmm. traditional. Like with a real seafood gumbo, I don't. I just, I want the really dark roux. I want, you know, all the traditional ways. It's just something about that chicken and sausage that makes me put a little fire roasted tomato in it. That's good. That's just- <laughs> I'm not ready. Well, I got my two if you're not ready, Tanisha. Okay. I've gone to a few places and they put honey and kale. What? Honey and kale. I don't know where this idea came like from. I, it, I think it's so off. Yeah, they saute kale. Like I order kale, like um, say it's happy hour. I'll order like an order of wings. And I was like, oh, y'all got kale? Let me get an order of kale. It's, it might be steamed or sauteed or something. And they and, it, and I was like, why is the kale sweet? What is, what is this? I've never. I people who've done I, that. That's, that's crazy. Now, honey or syrup. Why? It, that's I, what they think to do it. Because it makes it softer. Because otherwise kale is really tough. If you cook, if you cook, it, cook it, it, sometimes it's right. tough. I'm it's sorry, I'm angry. Really, uh, tough. I don't know. I don't cook it. That's like putting sugar on your greens. Have you seen people put sugar on their greens? I like honey no. on Brussels sprouts. I have had like a little bit of That's different. That's different because, yeah. yeah, that makes but, sense. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so off-putting. I wish I stopped doing it. It's not right. have, uh, I've never had that. Our oh, chefs, uh, right in. Um, excuse me. Honey on kale is done for the five. <laughs> if somebody knows why they do this, please okay, just one, let me know. One real big pet peeve, but I feel like I don't have to say it here because I think that y'all don't ever do this. But me and Sarita laugh about these. This cooking in the dishwasher, it is like <laughs> all the rage. Is that, that a rage? Like, is what? that a thing that people? 
Yes, this so is I looked it up. And it's like whole, I mean, like a whole Google list of people, all the dishes you can cook in your dishwasher. And I'm like, y'all got to be they kidding don't me. Have an oven? That you ain't that do you not have an oven? Do you not have like a microwave? You don't have a stovetop? A hot plate? Most dishwasher cycles are three to four hours. Right. It's, yeah, it's right. not like it's a... Oh, maybe they cook crazy. it like in the morning they go to work and then when they come home, it's... The dishes are clean Who and then they work? pull it out. They pull it's the... Tanisha, that's called a crock pot. That's why you have yeah, a crock pot. Yeah, but I'm saying... You put it in the morning? Yeah, I'm saying you gonna cook. I saw lasagna in the dishwasher. No, that girl on TV. Stop. That Stop girl. It. This girl on TV was trying to save money. It's she did the lasagna in the dishwasher. <laughs> she also was nasty. But then somebody took. How is that saving no, her because money? She was doing everything all together, and then she also had a salad. She and put the ranch and back in the bottle that they didn't eat. I'm ma'am. This is all known as unsanitary. <sighs> Oh no! That was a whole. I saw that. It was a whole nother thing because she wasn't letting her boyfriend take. She was time in the shower, shower right? Was not, she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, come out, uh, uh-uh, come out." He was like, "You got to cut it on with your body. Cut it off." It was something. What? What? what she was Yeah, it was like something about like being uh, cheap or whatever. I was looking at him like, "Y'all should break up." Like this, you can't live this way. He was chunky, and he he should have let that water run over his a body. little longer, and it needed to he, be warm. Yeah. It, he needed yeah. some hot water, and he needed to let it run and get in them crevices and them crooks because he was not no little boy. And so he had to take out. She said it, she called it an army shower, a navy shower, or something, where he got mm-hmm. wet, cut it off, soaked up, and then yeah, it was so obvious. <laughs> you too big for that. Mm-mm. You need to let that water get everything. Like he needs time to stand in, turn like, around, put his arms up, put them down. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he need to do all of that. But girl, it was wow. Oh, y'all saw the lady on Twitter who was making um, spaghettios in a pie. In a pie. She she added spaghettios to a pie pie crust. Like a pot pie. What reason? No, like a full, like a full size pie, a full size pie crust, and she and it made it, it like a pie. Okay. No, I didn't see that part because oh, I didn't okay. last that long. She had a pie crust, and I saw her put a oh, can no. of spaghettios. You know the the old school yeah, spaghettios. And she was doing it like a quiche type situation or a pie. There's no right way to put spaghettios in a pie just crust. The same, ma'am. It, it ain't no quiche. Nothing that I want. I mean, I don't, but like maybe she thought like, oh, this would be good for my family to eat a quiche type deal. It's a lot of recipes that get so much traction. And I just be like, you could be serious. Especially around Thanksgiving when it was like, I'm going to put a turkey in butter. I can't remember. It was like, I'm going to put a whole turkey in like 12 pounds of butter. And And then I saw that. What? I remember what happened. I don't know if they cooked it like that or they. <coughs> I think they cooked it. They, I think they cooked it like it was just it was yeah. just too much, is what I'm saying. And it was like wow, these are the recipes that get twelve million views. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so
the girl on TikTok who rinsed off her ground beef. Rinsed it underwater. I've heard about this. <laughs> and everybody was like, what are you doing that for? I couldn't believe it. TikTok, food TikTok. I just be over there like. But she probably don't rinse off her vegetables to come out the ground. Just to get followers. I think it's followers. And then was, or, or the yeah. girl who. What does she do? How does she cook this steak in the toaster? Did you see the girl from TikTok who put a steak yeah. in the toaster for her boyfriend? I said, baby, don't wood you. <laughs> I didn't know you can do that right now, but get it to the dog. I wouldn't even get it to the dog. In a toaster? Not a toaster oven yeah, where no. you open the door and put it in and say, but the toaster okay. thing and then it goes. She, she laid the, the steak in the toaster? So you could get the grill marks on there. But it's the little oh, thin ones. <laughs> it was a little small. I mean, it was a little thin steak, but it was still. How do you even come up with this? The same with the people who be making all that food in the hotel rooms. But what? Did you get out of prison? Why? Oh, do you yeah. not have an mm -hmm. Uber Eats account? Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's so Love many food. Food different mm. things i just see oh, that might be my pet peeve that's not creative like leave stuff alone like do it the way it's supposed to be done like that you don't need innovation in those senses you don't need to be putting seven hot dogs mm. in the coffee mm. machine like <laughs> but you know in college in college that's different we came in up with a lot of ways a lot of stuff in college because sure. you're working with minimal money yes and minimal means. If you have enough money to go somewhere yeah. and pay for a yeah. hotel, but you got to boil your hot dogs in the coffee maker, you need to reevaluate some other things. You making a grilled cheese with the iron that they have in the hotel room. Like, let's talk about this. And that iron mm -hmm. never gets hot enough anyhow. Girl, it barely gets my clothes iron because you know I use it because I am <laughs> obsessed with ironing. <laughs> Yeah, they're talking hot enough, no way. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> you gotta use starch, wrinkle release, oh a bunch of water, gosh. and then the iron, which only gets as hot okay. as level two, mm -hmm. not level six. Oh. Right, right, right. That's to keep you mm -hmm. safe because somebody will burn mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's so they won't I get a lawsuit. I think that's I think speaking that's of safe, even is is cooking a steak in a toaster even safe? <laughs> I think that sucker would catch on fire with the grease right. and everything. But from the fat. Assume mm -hmm. you got a good cut of meat. Because If feel you're cooking like, in a toaster, you can't possibly have a good cut of meat. I feel like it was just one of them little flat. Not even like flank? a... No, not even like a flank. Just like... It was just like... It, it didn't have mm -hmm. a lot of marbling. She didn't. Trust me. It was like uh, a step above hamburger okay. meat? Well... It was like... It was like... You know... Together, like, yeah. right, all right. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! All right, next question: um, Fried chicken or fish? And tell me where you would get if you needed to buy it out. Where you would get it from? Fried chicken or fish? And if I wanted to eat it mm -hmm. now, yeah. So I don't know a lot of places here. So, mm -hmm. um. It would be fish, and it'd be in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Also, you live in Reston. You ain't finna get no fried fish out there, sis. I'm sorry. No, ma'am. I mean, maybe you can get you a nice little tilapia grilled, but you know. (laughs) I want it, which I love catfish. My husband doesn't. Because it's delicious. Fried catfish. Oh, my God. Or whitening. I got to go to Maryland. You do. You do. Yeah. And I haven't been traveling. Four minutes to an hour, give or take. Yeah. Yeah, an hour, right. hour, 15 minutes at least. Because, you know, the beltway is so, sketchy. Mm. So, if I cook it, it's in my kitchen. Like, if I have it. But if I'm back home <laughs> and I go to a place in Alabama. Yeah, what's the hot spot in Birmingham? I'm trying to think for fried fish. There's so many places. That's the South. I know they got a spot. They- mm-hmm. Or some some gas station. But it's, it's probably delicious. There's probably somebody on um, John John holding mm-hmm. the, the gas station. Because <laughs> there's a couple of places by my grandma house, but I can't even remember the name. Because they probably don't, don't have no name. They don't have no name. Yeah, that's on. They don't have uh-huh, a name. Just, go, uh, just go a little past the White House. If you get to the White House, you went too far. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> too far. <laughs> the bridge. It's a little place, but and it looked like it almost like a little prison. And they got one of them Pepsi Cola signs, but it's so it's so old and dirty. You don't know what the signs say no more. That's yeah. yeah. That's why. Oh, they, they got, got the good fish. Food. They have real. They got the good fish. Fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good fish sandwich. And so you got to put it on some white bread. Sop that grease up. And that's what they that's what they sell it on. That bread be so you know flat because the grease it be hot and full of grease and it just yes. stuck to mm-hmm. it with a little mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But that I, it's a lot of hole in the walls I would go to to get fish uh, back home. But here I just haven't had. And I don't fry chicken at home for real. It's too much work. If you're going to fry it right, it's too much work. So I just don't. Leslie, you still go to your gas station? Most definitely. Most definitely. I wouldn't go. You know, there's not a place. Unless I was going to a church dinner that I would go and seek fish. It's just not a place around here that I know of that I'm like, I'm going to get me a good fish sandwich. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. But you know, I know this Royal Farm. I don't know if they changed the recipe Uh recently. Mm -hmm. But it's been a little salty. Really? Yeah, it's been a little over. So I don't, you know, I don't know if the recipe has changed or what have you, but that is the... uh, the chicken crack spot. Rita, you finna be at Horace and Dickies? You know, um, Horace and Dickies has good fish, but their sides are trash. Um, so, what's the, what was that church called? Is it called oh, Daddy Grace? Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, so, honey, yes. I used to work near Daddy Grace. Mm-hmm. The fried fish and, oh, Lord have mercy, and the sides, yes. So, yeah, that's where I would go for my fried fish. But you had to go early because the line gets long. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, a church dinner. You, it's, you, church dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Somebody mm-hmm. grandma with a hairnet on and an apron. Get up out of this kitchen. You know you ain't supposed to be back here. <laughs> you know they prayed over that food. They prayed over that food before they cooked it. The whole entire kitchen, mm-hmm. all the utensils, pots and pans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony fried fish. Um, 
think the last place I had fried fish, clearly was at home in Chicago. Um, big fish, but I know there mm-hmm. are better places. Like I have had it from better places at people's houses, but don't remember where they got it from. But yeah, yeah. You gotcha. Now there used to be a time for a long time I didn't eat fried. I had stopped eating fried fish because you know when you're young, they have the little bones in there. Mm-hmm, they bothered you, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, you you choke on that once. Yeah, and and the adults are just like, eat some bread, eat some bread. <laughs> yeah, or drink some water. You not go shit out or make it go all the way down. Like it's all- Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. If you received $3,000, what would you do with it? Ooh, our money is going up. It is. It's going up. Where it's the going money up. is at? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, having dealing having dealt with this quarantine i'm going on vacation um so yes ma'am vacation, mm-hmm. you said solo solo uh-huh yeah it's a lot of you can go with the american passport still well that's i'm even or if it's, island places too yeah even if it's even if it's not an island it's away from here right like it's not my house <laughs> it's not my house. Mm-hmm. um again i have a now three-year-old and an almost two-year-old and a teenager mm. who trying her best to get back to God. So, yeah. Listen, if Malik have another retreat, then you're going to have another one because, you, you know, you got to get pregnant. That's how it works. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I rebuke you. No, ma'am. No. <laughs> no, ma'am. Nope. <laughs> nope. But that's where I'm going. I'm going to take my little $3,000. I'm going someplace all-inclusive for as long as that $3,000 lasts. So mm-hmm. if, if I can get a whole week out of that $3,000, i am spending all of it and give me a week or three mm-hmm. days, four days. You're saving enough for your COVID test, come on back. Right. Whatever it mm-hmm. takes. You can get out of America for $3,000. And oh, right yeah, now? You can. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, they not, are they letting us yeah, go places? It's, a, can it's we quite a few about? places you can go. I mean, not all the places you could go uh, this time last year. It's quite a few places. Yeah. But it's more places, especially Caribbean. Yeah, absolutely, because they need, they need your money. Sure, yeah. So. But, but that's what I'm saying. I'm just going all-inclusive resort. Like, when I get there, it's just all... Do, it, do I, everything yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay. So, save mm-hmm. me enough little money to go to the spa. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> who's next Leslie you know I don't know how much it costs but I would like to rent a private jet Ooh, not you know obviously not the big big one but why Wait, not <laughs> you gonna rent a private jet and go one state like right. house? <laughs> she's like oh, we finna have lunch in Delaware it's <laughs> the most jankiest really <laughs> When they go from Atlanta to South Carolina, yes, so that, that, um, just get you a helicopter, won't you? That'll be cheaper. You can't fit as many people. Yeah. You can't relax in the helicopter. How no. are you doing on a 20 minute flight? I was joking. Where would you go, Leslie? I don't know. I don't know where my three thousand, but I would get out of the country. I would I would get out of the country. I'd probably have to pay on it, you know, add a little something, something to it. <laughs> you might have to put five or six on it. Okay. Right, right. But that's the starting yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about uh, somebody else's car. Yeah, yeah so mine isn't going to be like 
Smart. I want an Eve Saint Laurent handbag. It's one in particular I'm looking for. And three. Ooh. Um, and then also okay. leave me like maybe five dollars to put inside of it. So mm-hmm. there you go. All you need is your lipstick in there after that. That's it. Lipstick and uh, yeah, just lipstick. <laughs> and my phone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three thousand dollars. <clears throat> I'm gonna get a housekeeper for as long as that $3,000 will take. Like I cannot keep my kitchen clean and it's frustrating. And I, you know, it's just me and Alan and I, because we don't eat out like girl, you be cooking at all. like 40 dishes. I watch your stories, girl. Dishes. I don't even know how many kitchen utensils you use. I'm like, that has to be all of the forks. <laughs> a clean fork left in her entire home. And like Sabrina, I don't know if your husband watched this, but mine don't. So I, it's just, you know. Teenager. Would you have her or him? Teenager, you got the clutch feel. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, these dishes not clean. Yeah, my teenager. Mm. Laundry. Would you have him do laundry? Oh, but that's his thing. He loves that. Mm-hmm. Does he yeah, vacuuming? Yeah. And what is that about men that love? I don't know, I don't know if they just love the lines for the vacuum. But they love vacuuming. I don't, yeah. it's therapeutic. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I, no, mine didn't come from that field. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get mine from that place. No, mine don't do that. <laughs> we have a service coming in and clean because uh, I literally was like, "You got to pick." What we, which, what I'm gonna do because this is all I'm gonna do. Like this is my bandwidth. So you, if it's cooking, then I'm gonna cook. I'm not gonna cook and clean. Mm-mm. So not like so we straighten up. But I'm talking about like that deep cleaning that makes your house feel good. Yes. So yeah, deep, like just cleaning. Like can you get a rag? Like just moving stuff around, sitting all the books on the shelf. That's not clean. Yeah. Yeah. So they come yeah. in. I'm trying to get every week. I'm trying to get on their list for every week. Mm. And they come in every two weeks and they do, do all the dusting and they change out all the beds and they clean the bathrooms and they vacuum. I mean, so they just do all of it. I'm, I'm on my way to laundry services next. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to outsource all of it. I mean, because you're a party of five. Yes. That's, Girl, that's, do that's, it. That's Reclaim no your time. Well, they do work with the service. So they take our linen. Like the towels and the sheets and stuff, and then they'll come oh, okay. the, whatever fits in a bag, you pay per bag. And so they, when they okay. take the linen, they clean it, and then the company drops it back off. Mm. Start putting, start putting your nice. sweatshirts and your jeans in there. But I'm about to start putting yeah. my clothes in these bags. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like $25 a bag, $20 a bag, something like that. It's not, hmm. it, it, it's, it's worth it. Listen. My mom time is worth more than twenty dollars an hour. So my mom is like rolling over. She ain't even in her grave, but she practicing because as a black woman, <laughs> you don't need nobody to clean up for you. Oh, uh-uh. oh please, oh, please. No, you don't, but you mm-hmm. want it. No, no, it's not about what you need. No. You want it. It's not. It's not actually. It's really not. <clears throat> A good use no, of it's not a good use of my time, but I, I explained to her, well, I don't I don't necessarily get it because like I can't do it. I get it because I don't have to do it. And then she like, mm-hmm. Oh, you 
you you smelling yourself, huh? That's what you're doing. And I'm just like, no, mom, I'm just being honest. That's not how I choose to spend my time. Um, when we have weekends, we have time that we can spend together. We choose to spend it together. We choose to spend it going out of the house, you know, spending time with each other. My husband has a demanding job, so like we may not see him all the time. So when he is there, I'm not cleaning. I'm hey babe, pack that bag. Let's go. Yeah, and you gotta be from, making these sauce mm-hmm. recipes. You can't be playing around. You, you well, after you make so mm-hmm. much stuff in the kitchen and you clean the kitchen behind all of these things, you ain't trying to clean up nothing. It's like, no, nah. it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, I'm constantly doing that. So then you have little boys and you're cl- constantly cleaning up behind them. So it's not like we don't clean. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time to do the deep cleaning. Like my mom had us cleaning every Saturday. But that's all we did. So we didn't go anywhere. We didn't spend a lot of time. We cleaned right. all the time. So you cleaned on Saturday and went to church on Sunday. And that was it. So I want more for my children. More experiences for them. So I choose to let somebody who enjoy cleaning or at least is better at it than I am stimulate mm-hmm. the economy. Keep that dollar circulating. Oh, I love right. it. I love it. All right. Next question. What carb do you eat the most? Bread <laughs> all day, every day. I took a bread class in college in culinary school <laughs> and gained 22 pounds. What? Oh my God. How long was this a, a semester? How long is this semester? <laughs> Wait, I have more questions, girl. A regular, like January to May, April. I was hoping it was like a long semester, like maybe your semester's like six months. And it was just six months. I'm trying oh to get some benefits to these dads. Now, let me tell you, you learn how to make, now that I can do, I can make bread. I'm not a baker in any other way. But then also, bread has more freedom. Yeah, than bread. Cakes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And honey, fresh chala bread, fresh croissants. Mm. You ain't going to tell me, sis. Woo, I know. Yeah, I took the bread class. The only availability that they had was at night. Um, I, that particular oh. semester, I made myself or and something. And I was eating. Like, we would just, and then we would make butter by hand. So we would make uh-huh. Uh-huh. fresh oh, butter. And we would make all these different um, flavored butters and a rosemary butter with, like, some focaccia bread and and you know focaccia bread is very fatty because it has a lot of olive oil in it and yeah and we would sit up in the class because we were the last ones there nobody had to come behind us so we didn't have to rush and clean we would just eat bread like chala bread is my favorite and it would be fresh and hot and i would just eat it by the hand <laughs> And croissant is so much work. And you would think you would lose weight because it's so much work. No, but it's so much butter. But it's so much butter. And it would so be so good. And we had a teacher who lived for bread. Like he he would talk about it and you would just be sitting there drooling. Like, I can't wait for this bread to come out of the oven because it's so good. But between them croissants. And Bacasha and Chala Bread, I just 22 pounds. Mm. Roly poly walking around. And your next semester <laughs> was vegetables. Like, I got to get in the vegetable course. Like, I got to get in the vegetable course. It was crazy. My <laughs> next semester was meat fabrication. 
It stand a chance. Oh. Um, actually, meat fabrication is not as much cooking as one would think. It's just breaking down meat. So it's breaking down whole oh, okay. sides of uh, beef, fish. I mean, it's just crazy because you bring whole pigs in and you have to break them down and they would be, you know, fine. But it's something about fish that used to freak me out. Like, it was the hardest part. But yeah, so actually, I mean, I ended up losing it. My metabolism was far better 10 years ago than it is now. But um, <laughs> it doesn't be the first to go, right? First, your knees. That's what that's how it works. First one to exit the party. Like, no, since I'm going home, it was fun. So I was able to be right behind it. Like, whoop. oh, yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's bread. And even to this day, it's bread. bread. I can just eat bread. Mine's probably fries. Like with bread, like baguettes and croissants, a close second. Like I probably eat half a baguette a, every other day. <laughs> and eat fries most days of the week. Because they're just so easy and delicious and crisp mm-hmm. and salty. Mm-hmm. So you know, like let me not even just say fries. Let me just say potatoes. Because you know, my number two potatoes. snack is chips. So... Mm-hmm. Let me just go ahead and say the potato itself. Cheese is potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potatoes and cheese. I just. I've been trying to move away from potato chips because that really is my crack. Girl, I just um, bought three bags at the store yesterday. Was at a Chinese store. Why am I buying three bags of potato chips? <laughs> I'm in there to get bean sprouts. Was it your favorite? There were sauce? my favorite, my favorite brand and my favorite flavor. I'm like, so we finna buy these bags. Do y'all have? Well, how long would it last? How long would it last? How long did it last? I'm just kidding. It was just. So. <laughs> we down to two. We down to two bags. <laughs> see that? I mean, see that would be my because then it gets to a point where it's like, well, you might as well just finish the bag. Oh, and yeah. I mean some of that yeah, um ranch dipping cream from the Hidden Valley Ranch packet because I brought all those back mm-hmm. with me. For that. Oh my God. And um, dipped it. Uh, the chips that I ate were the smoked paprika. And I tell you, these chips are so delicious. Smoked yes. paprika chips? Ooh, that sounds good. Wow. With that does ranch, sound good. With that the ranch. Is, mm, girl, that chip was So now that I know the aquarium, I got to go back every week. And I can mm. walk there. Well, I'm not, this, this is going to be all downhill. <laughs> but I walked there, so I figured, like, I can eat the bag. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you keep believing uh, that. You're going to believe that. What's yours? Um, I'm an equal opportunist, honestly. Uh, <laughs> it, it varies from week to week. Um, I really like rice. I love sushi rice. And um, and once I learned how to make sushi rice at home, it's even more of a problem. Um, so I guess rice would be my top. And, you know, I, I try to make like something carry out style on Fridays. So I might like make wings and fries or something on Fridays. But I guess mm, I guess I say rice because there's so much you can do with rice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's a close second. Um, I don't know if corn fits in there but I really like grits oh yeah and I like grits in the patties I like regular grits yeah so 
So, okay, so I have this question on my Facebook page. Oh, no. Salt or sugar in your grits? Girl, never sugar. Like, literally never. never. Sugar. Ever. Who does that? It's the question. Oh, there a are lot of people. people. It's a whole it's uncooked. sugar mm-hmm. problem. If they put sugar mm-hmm. in their grits, then they put sugar in their greens, and they put sugar in everything else. And they <laughs> and for some people like they their grits are like sugar and milk, and then there's another group of people that's cream of wheat. That, that, that is cream of wheat. You want cream mm-hmm. of wheat? Just say it. I think they're confusing it. There are people who maybe grew up eating cream of wheat and really or oatmeal. It, if you or want vice versa, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Also, I saw something that looked interesting. And I said I was going to try it, but it's savory oatmeal. No. So it don't matter what flavor. Oh, yeah. I don't mind the flavor of oatmeal. What I mind is the texture of oatmeal. So I don't know what flavor you put in yeah. it. I'm still going to eat it. I don't like oatmeal either, but I, I'm be willing to try it. You're not going to like that, girl. No. No. What savory oatmeal. And the, when, I saw the, when I saw the girl make it, um, I don't know what she used to like actually make the oatmeal. I don't know if she used broth instead of milk. I, I don't know. But she topped it with bacon and an egg. Y'all should, you should see. You could also just do that with grits. <laughs> like, I don't understand why. Right. It was yeah, just, just something different. Grits. I don't know. Girl, you don't have to you stop, you know, going off the reservation. Just, yeah, just come back and eat grits. Girl, just eat grits. Hey. Okay, you're not so, really so no, a bread person, it. so okay. you save carbs kind of on that. So, girl, just eat the grits. It's fine. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. Last question. And this is just for Sabrina. You have an empty house for 24 hours. What are you drinking and what song are you blasting? The song that I don't do this <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I'm not much of a drinker like I used to be, but I have gotten into liqueurs and there's a uh, peanut butter whiskey and uh, like a, I have a praline liqueur. I love to put those two together. It's kind of like a um, like a Reese mm-hmm. cup almost. Kind of what it makes it taste like. And um, I would definitely be drinking that. Maybe in some coffee, maybe in some tea. It actually goes really well. Um, and as far as song, um, it's probably gonna be some rap music or something. Cause when my children not around, I'm baby, I'm moving this way. I am like deep off in the drug game. You know, with my spices and my sauces, I pull out my scale and I'm in here whipping the work. You know what I'm saying? So like. That's probably what I would be. I was not ready. <laughs> Something just weird. And she said it so like calmly. Because she leaned in too. So, um, what I would do. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's going to be something real loud and raunchy, like, you know, for the drug game. Like, so, um, Gucci or like Jeezy, T.I., you know. Somebody who's deep up in the game. I'm, I'm Jay Z with the bricks that got lost. Like this, that's me. I don't know. Now when the children here, I'm all 
you know, ABC and Let's Disney. See. You like the kids like, gone? They whole we entire hours? When I dropped them off, hmm. baby, when I dropped them off at that kill, I'm beat blasting that bold sound system. I'm beat down the block. Like, my husband's like, here comes my wife because she's listening to T.I. on the way back from daycare. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, Sabrina, thank you so much for joining us. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you. So um, my name on social media is my fork in the road. Uh, Instagram is my fork underscore in the road. And Facebook is right. just. I have to holler at some of that wet lemon pepper. Oh. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a little biased because I make it, but I'm telling you, it's <laughs> worth it. And you ain't got to just use it on weed. Mm. It ain't mm. Which is crazy because I we want people to know like, the yeah. price that I give Probably you, not. it's not yeah. even that. Like, yeah. it's more than that. But it's just so expensive. Yeah. So, just keep supporting it, and it's going to be in the store. And then you can just go in the store and get it for, like, $5. Okay. There you go. You know? Yeah. Leslie, you got anything <laughs> coming up this week? I do. Um, I am, it's an event called for, um, what is it? Wives Only Affair, but you don't have to be married to go to it. But anyhow, it's about being in relationships and having nurturing relationships and just self-care. And hmm. and they talk about, again, relationships. They talk about sex or what have you. And so somewhere in between there, I am doing a thing on sparkling wines. So, mm, it sounds like something you need to drink with. Right, right, <laughs> right. So if, you, if anybody's interested, you know, just it's like a relationship tune-up and it's for women. Um, just go to my Facebook page, Vino301, and you'll see it there. Cool. Tanisha, you got anything coming up? Um, nothing necessarily coming up, but um, I was uh, um, awarded or am now the ambassador for the Simone Awards. And it is um, uh, an award program with Chateau Pomar wine out of Burgundy. And they award a woman-led owned organization think tank that does amazing things in the community. So if you have any kind of organization that you want to nominate or that you run or anything like that, go to their website and submit your name to be um, to win the award because you get a monetary um, prize hmm. for your organization. Well, look at you. That would be That's awesome. great. Yay. That is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, as you guys know, next week we'll start Black History Month, February. Um, I'm doing my Instagram thing where I highlight, you know, some not so famous people in the wine industry that you may or may not know about. So be sure to follow that. Next week, our special guest will be Bree, and we're going to talk about politics and wine. It'll be super Ooh. cute because we are going to pair um, a politician with a wine. So that should be super okay. fun. And um, yeah. Already have some ideas. I know you do. I know you do. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Thanks for joining us for you guys. That is the end Thanks of the for show. Thanks Sabrina. It was great to have you. Uh. 
Hey y'all, thanks for joining us, World Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like us on social media at Swirl Suite. Follow all of us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know our handles by now. If not, they're in the description box. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers. Cheers.